You just said hopefully like 10 times. You, <laughs> just saying. Where did I start were, saying it? The whole thing. <laughs> hopefully I can do this. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of Notorious Pedagogues. It's September 2020 and we are just jumping back in to our academic year. It's a bit of a different academic year. It's not one where we're all physically together. It's an extension of um, the weird and wacky times from the spring and the summer sessions. We're all gathering now in Zoom for our teaching. Our, our university went completely remote. Uh, that was in July, right? Beginning mid July, early July. So we've had a bit of time to prepare for it, but, uh, uh, Pauline, Dr. Schmidt and I have been working throughout the summer and we thought it'd be worthwhile to gather and just share an update with everyone on, on our, our research, our projects, our writing, um, and, and what we're thinking. We were even last night as an, as an aside, uh, thinking ahead to the spring and thinking about the classroom space that we'll be looking forward to teaching uh, our, our co-taught class within the spring. So in this episode, we will talk about our book project and um, process a little bit of all the changes that are going on with that. So if you've been following along with us on our on our journey, you know that we have been engaged in a book project now for almost coming up on a year. We it was around this time when we first had this idea the in, or this invitation to to think about putting our work into a book. And we have been hard at work over the summer. One of the things that's wonderful about being trapped in your home is you get to stare at computers and work a lot, right? <laughs> so we we spent um and part of what we I think we wanted to share was we really did there in the summer. We met, if not every day, every other day, we, we met very a lot. And we yeah. to work to work on our project, to work on the book project. We met with our um, editor in late May to get some good feedback. We had handed over our first couple of chapters to get feedback. And the feedback was was really helpful. I was going to say it was amazing, but amazing in the way that it was helpful for us because it took us a good four weeks, six weeks of every other day meeting to really kind of get closer, get more focused on what it was we were writing the book on. And I think we're still kind of in that headspace, right? Yeah, I think so. We um, originally envisioned prefaces for each of the sections. So um, we our, our book is about digital literacies and we initially thought we could do a short preface for visual literacies, oral literacies, and then multimodal literacies. And after we sent those first few chapters to our editor, um, she really pushed our thinking and we sat with it. We reorganized. We used a lot of digital tools to think through our own um, mapping out. Well, if the book looks this way, if we do this, then we're not really doing prefaces. We're doing full focus chapters. Um, and I think it really built up our confidence as writers. This is our first co-written book, our first book project for both of us, our first book, period. Um, and so, you know, she really gave us that boost of, 
ownership and, you know, we are the experts. And I think it just took us a long time to really put that persona on and and take it seriously. So now instead of doing preface chapters, um, we are calling them focus chapters. And we're really unpacking a lot of analog tools that fit under that set of skills that we would want our students to use. And we think it strengthens the argument for teachers who maybe want to try that approach to literacy, but maybe aren't quite ready to try it out using technology um, or to even boost their confidence to help them realize that certain things they do in class already fit into these categories. And so we're giving them um, this language. I think the interesting thing is that we we knew all along that the, tra- that the trajectory and the outline of the book was going to be related to literacy and literacies. But I think by having to focus on it in such a focused way for an extended period of time has made us have to get that much more clear about what it is we want to say and what it is we want to think about and what we want to communicate. That's one of the things that Kathy's, our editor, has been really helpful um, in giving us feedback on is not just seeing that we have uh, authority in this space to speak about this with our work with pre-service teachers and the interviews we're doing with um, in-service teachers, but that we have in in our in that voice we can contribute to a deeper or a um, more informed understanding of literacy that uh, intersects with technology, right? Like that's one of the pieces you were saying about the shift from the preface to a, a standalone chapter, which to a person who doesn't, who has no idea what we're doing right now, doesn't make any sense. Right. But for us, it was a big deal to, to make right. that shift. Right. Yeah. For us, a preface was maybe, I don't know, less than 10 pages for sure, where it was just going to be almost introductory in nature. But then we started building in, examples. And then we even reflected on the examples as two white authors. We wanted to make sure that we were elevating the voices of uh, people of color and texts that feature um, marginalized characters and other images, um, especially in the visual. We talked a lot about the visual literacies and images and in pop culture that could be um, used to foster discussion in classrooms. And so, um, yeah, we've just been coming at it from all different angles. And I think like it's getting really exciting to see the shape of those first couple of chapters. Um, one of the things that our editor pointed out that we were implying a certain strategy. And so um, we actually sat down and created a strategy um, with, you know, four eyes and um, like, how about, how are you consuming a piece of art, a a product of some sort? And then how are you um, creating that that piece as well. And so we played with a lot of language and trying to create something that's not necessarily gimmicky, but something that people would remember. And now we're trying to map that into um, the text retroactively for those chapters that were already written. Um, And we're finding that our, our initial sense of 
the the words that we would use to describe this strategy actually make sense when we're talking about visual literacy, oral literacy, and then multimodal literacy. It's something you don't know until you've crossed this crossed this bridge before, which again sounds so obvious when you're saying it out loud. But writing a book is not just one chapter after another. You have to we need or you need organizational frameworks and we thought we had them right right we thought oh this is we a did, topic yeah and then we'll just talk about this topic and then we'll go to the next chapter and talk about the next topic and it's 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 going through the process and kathy's going what if you <laughs> added this in what if you took this to the next level um and that's been an interesting challenge do you remember when we this is this is something we haven't uh, uh, talked about in a little bit. I think it's because we a got busy for the fall and and b we moved through it. We took a little break there in our work to work on a completely different manuscript for a book chapter, right? And yes. We got stuck over the summer and, and we lost our voice a bit. Do you remember when we were writing? Uh, and this is actually separate to the organizational thing. We were writing with a scholarly tone which isn't a bad thing um but the editor of that other collection said you know this is a book for teachers and you know it can be much more straightforward and teachers you know don't just want that deep theoretical piece that we are providing she she called it the answer key. And then all of a sudden we saw it more of like narrating through a lesson plan, like how we would teach that particular pairing. And it helped because then I think we found our voices, right? And we even played with, when we circled back to the book, we played with, well, what if we type up a dialogue as if it were happening in real time in the class. And then it, everything just was like flowing out of us because, you know, it was like, Matthew says this, Pauline says this. And, and then, you know, here's something that the students would say, or here's what the students are doing in response to how we set that up. Um, and so, yeah, I think both of those experiences happening in tandem have really strengthened our, our writing and our work and our clarity about our voice and who we're writing for. Doesn't it seem like it was so long ago when we were struggling for, for it our does. voice? It, it, it does. It does. I noticed the difference. We were writing last week or over this weekend, or maybe it was over this weekend. And when I, I've noticed in myself when I sit down to write for our book, I don't write from that headspace anymore. That's not a hesitation anymore. I don't know what that, I mean, again, I don't know what that's about other than um, it's just interesting to reflect mm -hmm. and go back and look at all that that we did. So we are like big picture wise, we've got chapters one, two, three, four, not, not naming. We also have to go back and do revisions, right? Like you were saying, mm -hmm. and we've got like the four eyes that we want to, um, the strategy that we hope will pan out into the book. We are working on chapter five, mm -hmm. right? Um, which for those who are wondering, that's our, our grounding chapter for oral literacy. And then we'll follow it up with a chapter on audiobooks and a chapter on podcast. And then there's another section. Now, originally we had said we were going to aim for end of the year or December one, end of the year, December mm -hmm. one, around there. How are you it's September you? one today. I was going to say, as of September, <laughs> how does that, how does that sound? How does that um, feel? <laughs> 
it sounds so far away, but I think, I mean, I think that those first four chapters are at what, 80%. And I think that really the tweaking is now just applying that four I strategy into those chapters two, three, and four. Right. And, and we're kind of playing with that in five to see how it feels. Um, so that's our plan for this week is to really nail that down and send that standalone chapter to Kathy and say, hey, you asked us about the strategy. We created it. You liked it. Now we've embedded it into this chapter. Are we doing a disservice or are we enhancing the work? Does it make sense? And then kind of pausing for her green light to then go and map that same strategy into those other chapters. And then, I mean, that kind of, because we only have, we have a total of 10 chapters plus annotated bibliography and teacher bios. So we could be at the halfway point soon. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I was going to say not to be Pollyanna, but I think we are, it's possible. Very it's possible. On, we're on track. To be on track. Um, I think it feels a little weird because we're at the beginning of the term, right? And right now, at least it feels like uh, our, our classes are going to are taking and demanding so much time from us. But I think, I think I understand now. I mean, ask us in three months or four months when we sit down to do this again, right? And record where we're at. I understand how people on how book projects balloon into years. Right. Because it just, it takes that much time, even with, um, modern technology and email and, you know, you don't have to type it all up on a typewriter or whatever. Oh God. Like, like even without that, this process is a, it's a mental one. It's a mm -hmm. conceptual one and it takes time. Never mind that we were doing interviews and, and gathering research data, right. For, for the book still this, it takes time. It takes, um, right. the feedback that Kathy gave when we met a couple of weeks ago was, you and I were feeling a little worried about we were in this sort of abstract space. Like, is this the right way to structure the book? Is this the right vocabulary to use? And Kathy said, this is exactly where you should be in this book writing process. And at that moment I was like, okay, well, this is these feelings we're having this, this, um, sticking with a project for this length of time. That's how it grows into a year long process. Like even when we're done and even, when we have a full and complete draft and we hand it off for others to read, it will still not be in other people's hands for at least another, what, half a year, nine months. Yeah. So then in that case, this will have been almost a two year, three year project. Like that's insane. Yeah. Because I think I met Kurt in July of 19 when I verbally pitched the book. Then we spent last fall tweaking the proposal that was approved and then we did all of our IRB paperwork so we could collect the data in the spring and into this into this semester and you know continue on with our interviews um, but I think that's the other thing too with action research and teacher research in some cases the interviews we did with in-service teachers also shaped the book because we were listening to teachers talk about really interesting activities and lessons they've designed that didn't fit 
the outline that we created. And so then we were trying to manipulate the outline when really we just we just needed to broaden our scope a little bit and and do some redefinition of those kinds of things, right? Um so yeah, I'm I am super excited. I know, you know, Kathy has reassured us that it sounds really good. It's getting stronger each with each draft. Um and it's, you know, it it gives us some street cred with our students when we tell them like writing is hard and writing is challenging and writing is recursive and you know, now we have all the drafts to back that up mm-hmm. to say here's the original, you know, book project and here's here's how it's taking shape you know mm-hmm. here's here's what we originally we started with this and then it grew or evolved um so yeah i think september one we're in a good spot i don't know if i said this to you or i may have alluded it to you in a message here or there that this is kind of like when i say this to my doctoral students the dissertation or completing completing a research study seems so big and impossible that once you're halfway through or on the other side of it, you realize in the same way that like climbing a mountain or going on a long hike that seems really impossible or like or very arduous, all of a sudden you see it can be done, that there's a pathway to do it. And all of a sudden other mountains or other hikes or other pathways look reasonable. So I'm even at this point looking at the book where I can sort of see the tunnel at the end and thinking, what this process will look like in other book projects because once mm. we once we will have done it right so i don't know about you i think this is probably true for you i've book length things i've written or been engaged with my entire life one my dissertation to this right that's that's Same. that's it right? so Same. but now, so but now on the other side of well we're not on the other side of it yet but you do we put all this work into it and it's not, you know, it's not about the money you get, the, the couple of pennies you get for writing it. It's worthwhile to share what we're thinking and what we're doing. And it's also helpful for us. Mm-hmm. Think about what, how our teaching has changed, how our assignments have changed, how we teach has changed, mm-hmm. right? Just from having gone through this process and having to be really critical about it and really thoughtful about what it is we're doing and why we do it. What's the reasoning behind it? We know instinctively that we're doing this because oral literacy is important. But when you and I have to literally sit together in a Zoom session, writing a chapter on it, it gets real. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's helping us become more explicit for our students to say, these assignments are focused on visual literacies. These assignments are focused on multimodal literacies. These assignments are focused on oral literacies. But then also how we we parse out um, within those three main areas the creating and consuming, right? And so just showing them that balance and the importance of all of that, all of the same, like simultaneously right? To kind of keep them in check as well. Um, You know, this is how we're approaching it, but in your class, maybe you'll approach it differently. The only other thing I would like to give a quick shout out to is 
we mentioned we're doing all of these, we've done all these interviews to interview not only our students and past students, but current practicing pre-current, sorry, current practicing in-service teachers. Um, and I have just been continuously blown away by listening to them talk about the work they're doing, the assignments they're they're assigning, the work that their students are doing. It's just so, I know, again, it sounds cliche, but it's so humbling. And I try to communicate that whenever we wrap up the interviews or whenever, whenever we finish the conversation is like, my gosh, thank you for doing the work you're doing. And thank you for sharing yeah. it with us. Like we're, we're stealing and borrowing ideas from them to use with our students as well. For sure. Right. And yep. it's just the creativity and the, 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 the commitment to this kind of work it's there. And I don't know, it just doesn't get a spotlight sh 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 shown on it, shined on it um, in this way. Now we're not saying that's not, that this isn't true for every single teacher, but it's just really humbling, right? To, to have those conversations. Yeah. I, I think that we've walked away from every single one just feeling so good and positive about what they were doing in the classroom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Notorious Pedagogues. We hope you enjoyed listening to us and our students uh, talk through their book club projects from spring 2020 as we release their episodes throughout the summer. Uh, we hope to repeat that same sort of exercise in the spring, depending obviously on what everything looks like in the spring with, because we have no idea what it will look like right now. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed that. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and we're going to hopefully figure out a way to, to keep coming and, and, and creating episodes to share out in the fall. Cause at some point, in addition to wrapping up this book project, we'll have to start talking and planning for the spring term and what that's going to look like. And we'll, hopefully hop into hop on a microphone and, and record that. But again, thank you for listening and uh, look for more episodes in the coming weeks and months.